Hello, it's Rosie here, back with another episode of the podcast. And firstly, before we get started, my neighbours are having a little party. So if you hear some background noise, some Spanish music, that's what's going on. And apologies if it gets in the way. We've got to live and let live, right? <laughs> I feel like it's one of the... Um, the biggest lessons I learned moving to Spain, which is a very different culture from Scotland, from where I'm from, which is people make noise here and like it, it you just got to accept it. It's just, it's allowed. I'm in Valencia and in this particular city, it's a loud city. But anyway, so <laughs> I can hear it now. Anyway, so I'm going to talk to you today about burnout because I've been experiencing this this year and wow, like it's difficult and I've experienced it before and I've maybe mentioned it before, but this time has been different. I want to share with you my experience, my insights, because I know for so many of you, you have experienced this or are going through it right now. And the first thing I want to say is if you're going through it right now, it is not forever. There is a recovery there is a way out and just to know that it's okay. It's such a common thing that so many of us are are going through. Nowadays, in particular, modern day sensitive people, musicians, creatives, particularly, I think we are really prone to, to the effects of burnout, to to going into that space so let's talk about it so something I've realized though is I've got two phases I've got pre-burnout which has its own symptoms and then burnout so I'm going to talk about both of those things but firstly burnout itself it's complete mental mental physical and emotional exhaustion it's more than just getting a good night's sleep and feeling better it's like over weeks or months and you will maybe feel that it's hard to engage in things that you would normally enjoy like your music making or you might not even care about your music anymore or it may not even feel important anymore and and inside that you might be feeling guilty or weird or like what's happening to me or perhaps it just looks like total hopelessness like what's the point if any of that resonates and you're incredibly tired on multiple levels, then you may be burning out. You may be experiencing burnout. So for me, I realised this time round, because I have now looking back on my life, I can see the pattern so clearly now. It's taken me until now. I'm 35. It's taken me until being 35 to actually see that pattern throughout my 20s, early 30s, and realising that it's actually about my health burnout I sort of thought some kind of you know brain that I could think my way out of it I thought my way into it but it's not you can't just decide to not be burnt out tomorrow it's such a physical health experience that is intertwined with everything because health is everything it's holistic so for me let me talk to you about pre-burnout and then the actual burnout itself and how I have recovered and what I'm doing. So pre-burnout, wow, it's sinister. 
because it feels like excitement. I feel so excited about a project to the point where I can't sleep at night. And I'm super productive. I'm working every hour I've got. I can't wait. I'm working after work. I'm working before work. And then I'm doing the work. And I'm so engaged. And I get a lot of validation from that. Because in this modern day capitalist society, you get told, good job. You've done loads of stuff today. Good job. You didn't do loads of stuff today. Bad job. Right? But we know that's not actually true. So I would be dragging this sort of like excitement, so productive, I've got to work, 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 work. There's an obsessiveness with it. It's not excitement, it's stress. So I just felt really stressed, but I thought it was excitement and that's pre-burnout. And now I've realised that, I, I can see it for what it is. And it is like a wolf in sheep's clothing for me. Also, and this is a, a very personal like piece of background context is I'm almost 12 months sober and that's my first ever like proper sober journey with no substance no other like just no booze basically at all and well not basically at all no booze for 12 months first of August is my anniversary and I realized what I was using booze to do for me, my whole life, which has been to make the hard things feel easier. So I would sometimes have some wine whilst I was working, for example. Okay, I've got this long thing, hard thing, grueling thing. I'll have a wee glass of wine whilst I do it and it takes the edge off. I didn't have that anymore. But So the work itself became the thing that took the edge off. And how interesting, I got really obsessed, really obsessed into it so there's a sort of addictive parallel to that for me and that happens in pre-burnout and I'd say I was in there for the whole of November and the whole of December like we're talking like eight full weeks of that and I'm going to get into the things that I let go of so there's there's multiple elements there's the pre-burnout symptoms which is like the excitement high productivity high levels of engagement obsessive and thinking and then this the the actual actions that changed so I've got kind of four four sort of rough um like pools of my life four areas let's say where things changed so firstly was boundaries I let go of all my boundaries which included routines and included schedules so I would just like wake up at random times every day or I would go to bed and go to sleep at random times and sometimes I work all through the night and I went from being really boundaried with my schedule particularly sleep to being like all over the place throughout pre-burnout and I realized that actually those schedules are how I tell myself I love myself in a very real way and it's like reframing what discipline is in a way discipline to go to sleep at a certain time every night or at least wind down turn off the phone stop working it's actually a way to say I'm more than just this stuff this work I I deserve time to just chill and rest and be a human again and not this productivity being so that was huge 
So we ascertain boundaries because they all disappeared. And another boundary is to get rid of this narrative of perfectionism that I've never resonated with because I've never believed it's true. As in, calling myself a perfectionist is actually a way of me saying, I don't accept myself where I'm at right now. I think I'm not good enough. But if I call myself a perfectionist, it's like I've put I put on a fancy cover, you know. It's it's acceptable to say that. It's not acceptable for me to go around telling people I don't think I'm good enough. Because people will automatically tell me, yes, I am. And if I believe I'm not good enough, I kind of don't want to hear that, <laughs> you know. So I call myself a perfectionist. And for some people, they're like, great. It's a great thing to be, you know. So I've realised good enough is always enough. And enough is all you need to aim for. Because for me, my health actually depends on that. So instilling mantras like that, reasserting boundaries. Another thing that in the pre-burnout phase really took a hit was like all my pillars of health. So the food I was eating, how much I was moving my body, taking time to reflect and meditate, taking time off in general, walking is a great way for me to relax. And I just stopped doing all of that. I just, I stopped, I didn't stop eating, but my, my food choices went from being relatively conscious to just, I'm I, I just quick, easy, high sugar, high salt, because I had made a pact with myself that as long as I was working, I could eat whatever I want just for these couple of months. And then, <laughs> of course, here I am like, uh, what, nine months later, trying to sort of re-establish what I want my diet to look like. So yeah, it's amazing the the narratives I told myself <laughs> in pre-burnout. So that's bit by bit I'm trying to re-establish those pillars. It takes time. If you are there, if you are, whatever you are in your journey, just please give yourself time. And I would actually start, I started for me with the meditation and the time off. So I put a boundary around evenings, weekends, not working. I actually broke that boundary <laughs> recently. So I'm reestablishing it again. I'm a human. That's how it's going to go. But taking time off to rest and then the meditating part for me, if I do them first, it's easier for me to make other choices throughout the day. You find what works best for you. And then the next area is an elaboration of the meditation part, but it's having perspective. So I lost all perspective of what was important and what was actually, you know, good for me or bad for me. And everything just became work is the most important thing. And I lost perspective of the fact that I have friends and family and a social life that make me, that helps me feel connected and whole and human. I lost perspective of what was actually worth my time to be worrying about and what wasn't I, I just yeah I just lost all that perspective and that was because I wasn't taking time out my day to reflect and that's as simple as that as soon as I start reflection practices again like journaling or meditating or walking I get perspective really quickly it all comes back oh okay I'm on a rock flying around the sun I don't know why I'm here. No one really knows exactly why we're here, but we have all these sensations and feelings. And, oh, there's music and, you know, and da 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 da, da. And then I realise, oh, wow, actually, I live in a beautiful, wonderful, awesome place. 
But when I let go of that, it's like I live in a scary, dark, anxious place. And my whole world becomes the inside. So, regaining perspective. And I'm just doing 15 minutes in the morning of meditating using this app called Insight Timer. And I just put it on. It's got a little gong bell sound. And that's all I'm doing right now. And it feels great. And I'm I'm feeling the groundedness from it. So bit by bit. And then the last area is doing nothing. Oh, that's so hard. I find this so hard. It's like being okay with doing nothing. So for me, I used to go to the park and just lie on the grass and look at the sky. And just I could lie there for hours. I just can't do that right now. It just feels so hard. So I'm on a journey with that and I'm trying to push through the discomfort. Um, not quite got there yet. Not quite even got myself back to the park yet. But I keep thinking about it and I will do it. And I know when I get there and I roll out that, you know, sheet thing I've got to sit on, on the grass. And I plunk myself down and I just look up at the sky. And in that moment, it's going to all make sense again. But for so much of this stuff, right, it's the thought of it all that's harder than doing the thing. And and the fact that doing nothing is so difficult for me right now, I think is a sign that perhaps I'm not as fully recovered as sometimes I feel like I am and that there's more. And also there is never ultimates with health, right? There's never like 100% healthy or 0%, well, I suppose 0% healthy is we're not here anymore, we're dead. But <laughs> you know what I mean? It's this like, it's it's just not quantifiable in the way that the world around us wants it to be. So it's remembering that you're constantly fluctuating, moving. One thing I'm going to say though, I don't want to go back to any of those experiences. And if I can keep all those things I mentioned in place, I fully believe that moving forward, I can have a much higher quality of life. At the same time, all of that experience has taught me so much. And even though I wouldn't, like I say, I don't want to feel it again. It was incredibly painful and uncomfortable. I learned so much about myself over since November until now and moving forward. I learned so much more about myself than I think I ever have done before. And I feel like for all of us, that's the evolution of our experience, isn't it? It's we are constantly moving and evolving and growing and it might not feel like that at the time, but it's always happening. It's always happening. And like I said, health for all of us is different. For what, what health feels like to me, it feels different to you. My baseline for health, what I consider feeling high levels of well-being, it, it's just different for every human being because we're like trees. There's no two trees that are exactly the same. We're all interconnected under under the ground somehow. And I think what I'm trying to say is we can share these experiences, but you still own your experience of it. And it's it's yours to, to take what you need from it and to understand what you need and whatever that looks like to you. So ultimately, take the pressure off. If you're burning out right now, if you're in pre-burnout, there is so much opportunity to pull back and see what you can do and maybe start talking to people about it and say, hey, I think I'm heading towards this burnout thing and I don't want to get there and, and see um, what what things you could let go of because ultimately that's what it is. And 
for me it's like reconnecting with that whole self-love but if you are in burnout just now then like I said at the start please know that you're not the only person feeling that and if that brings you comfort great and if it doesn't bring you comfort then perhaps knowing that other people have recovered and you will recover and it's not going to be like this forever and lastly look at looking at nature how nature has these cycles of death and rebirth and growth and death and rebirth and growth that for me sometimes I see that phase of burnout as part of these cycles in my life and from any sense of decay or you know I don't really want to say death because it wasn't like that but it might be creatively feeling like a very dry period not a period of abundance but sometimes we need to go through those however I do believe that it is possible to avoid burnout and I don't think burnout is something we need to go through <laughs> if we can if we can get a handle on it so that's my experience and let me know if you resonate with any of that if you're going through it just now I really felt having conversations with people as I was going through this experience helped me a lot and I want to see if I can be that for you. So a bit of a different episode than normal but we're back and I hope you enjoyed this. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you're all about and what's going on for you and I will be back next week with another episode. Thanks so much for listening.